Hello, gluten-free babes. How are you? It's literally been so long since we've done a podcast. I'm so sorry that I've been leaving you hanging. Life has been crazy hectic. I've also just been trying to work on extending my platforms. So if you didn't already know, I started a YouTube channel. There is a bunch of good content on there. I did a little cook lunch with me as well as talked about the support group which you also didn't know. Um, we have a support group now, so if you were interested in signing up for that, you can go to the link in my bio on Instagram or TikTok. You can just provide me with your email and I'll send you all the information for that. The next one is going to be on the second Wednesday of October. Um, time to be determined, because I'm actually in the midst of traveling right now. But yes, I'm so excited to be back. So much has happened in the past month. I have so much to share. So let's get into it. So for starters, we started a YouTube channel. Basically, I wanted to start a YouTube channel because it's so hard to show my entire life in a 60 second TikTok video. And I want to provide larger amounts of information to you guys because I get so many questions about my own journey and just questions about celiac IBS and Crohn's in general that I wanted to go more in depth to, but I also want to show you a more inside look of my life in general. And I am going to be posting the support groups live there. The first support group is already up on my YouTube channel. If you are wanting to watch that, you can go to the link in my TikTok, which is at eatglutenfreewithme, or my Instagram at eat.glutenfreewithme. Or you can search me up on YouTube, eatglutenfreewithme, Lauren. You can watch the support group, the first one that happened in, wow, was that like August? Yeah, I think the first one happened in August. Um, and I still am in the process of editing. Actually, I haven't even started editing the second one, um, but I have to get to that as well. Um, both times, we've had a great number of girls. The first two, I would say, had a mix of people who came to the first one, but also brand new faces as well, which is great to see. I answered so many questions that people had. We discussed so many topics. The first one was kind of open discussion. The second one was more structured about how to transition into 100% gluten-free lifestyle, but we touched on so many different topics, including how to make your kitchen gluten-free, how to go grocery shopping, traveling, working with um, working while you have a chronic illness. We, we discussed so many topics in the last one, so I really got to get that up for you guys. But if you would like to join the next one, you can actually provide me your email in the Google form that's looked, linked in my bio on TikTok or Instagram, and I will send you more information for the next support group, which is going to be on the second Wednesday of October, time to be determined. But anyways, I'm actually in Boston right now because tomorrow I am flying out to Hawaii. I can actually say it now because by the time that this comes out, I'll probably already be in Hawaii and you guys will already know. Basically how this trip came about is that I currently work remote. So I wanted to, instead of staying in New York, I wanted to work from a different place. And I've really wanted to move to Hawaii for quite some time. So this is kind of like my test trial to see if I would want to move there. I'm also in kind of a travel bug. So I would love to just go to Hawaii, see how it is. If I want to move there, I can move there. Or if not, I'm probably going to travel to Europe and other places around the world right now. I'm so blessed to be able to have this opportunity. Um, so this is kind of a big deal for me. I haven't really like left my hometown since college. So this is kind of the first big move since. Um, overall, I'm really excited. It really, I can't really believe that it's happening because it, we planned it so long ago and now it's finally here. And like, I don't really, it just doesn't feel real. 
So I'm super excited to be able to show you what it's like traveling with celiac disease, which is what I want to talk about today. Um, how I kind of went about that, what the heck I packed, all of that jazz. Currently, right now, I'm I'm a little bit nervous. I don't know why. I would say because um, I'm in, currently in Boston right now. I'm from New York. And my flight tomorrow is at like 7 a.m. So I have to be up at like 3 in the morning and I have to schedule an Uber. So I'm hoping that it picks me up. And then I'm hoping that my bags are not over 50 pounds because I pack so much gluten-free food. Overall, I think I just have the travel jitters and I'm also just... I get nervous when I travel with celiac disease because I don't know what the food situation is going to be like. I don't know what the grocery stores are going to have. I don't know how expensive it's going to be. <laughs> so you guys are going to learn a lot while I do this for the first time on my own. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely a lot. And I would say traveling with celiac disease or any stomach issue in general can cause a lot of upset stomachs because if you stress, then stress can cause celiac, IBS, or Crohn's flare-ups. So I'm really focusing on just trying to breathe. Everything will be okay. <laughs> just know that it's going to be a freaking blast. Also, it feels like it feels like Halloween right now in Boston. It's so beautiful the way the sun is glistening on the trees and oh, the crickets are creaking or uh, creaking, whatever. I don't even know. It's just so beautiful out right now. I actually went to school originally in Boston. So it's kind of just giving me the same fall vibes and i used to go to salem all the time salem mass like the witch vibes like oh i love it i wish i could show you guys it's so beautiful it's so funny like i don't know i was feeling really anxious before and now that i'm just talking out loud and even though you can't hear me right now just know this is literally easy my anxiety <laughs> like just the fact that i'm speaking how i feel out loud and knowing that when i travel and feel this way i'm not the only one and you guys probably experience something similar it just literally gives me peace of mind and it's calming my anxiety a lot right now. So if you're listening, thank you. Thank you for being part of this community. You really don't know how much this means to me. You guys are my world. Like, <laughs> I wish I could meet every single one of you and that we could be best friends because truly, you guys have changed my life. You have brought me so much positive light and positive energy and I really owe you everything. Um, to this platform you've helped me create, to the opportunities you've given me. Um, I just, I'm super grateful for all of you and you make me all feel so loved and like so supported. So I hope that I can provide that same energy back to you because it truly means so much to me. I also want to take the time, if you've been listening to my podcast in the past, if you could please write a review on if you find them helpful, interesting, what's your favorite part, what could I improve on? literally anything if you could just write a review that would mean so much to me i love getting feedback from you guys and if there's an any any specific topics you want me to cover feel free to write it in a review or you can also reach out to me on dm on instagram um i'm always here to talk to you guys i'm always here to support you guys and everything i do is for you so let me know what you guys want to hear let me know how things are going with this podcast if you're enjoying it seriously love to know your thoughts so now that you know I'm going to Hawaii, I gotta say I'm so bad at keeping secrets. So this was so hard to keep from you guys. Oh shit, this guy is gonna hit this car. Please record podcasts while I'm walking. And I just see the craziest shit sometimes. And you guys are always here to hear it. <laughs> so this guy's parallel parking. He's literally booty bumping the cars. I'm like, oh my god, city life for you. So 
Hawaii. I can't believe like I'm still in shock this is happening. But I want to walk you through how I kind of prepared for this in terms of celiac disease, IBS and Crohn's, um, what I'm kind of expecting. I have been to Hawaii before. I went to Kauai and I'm going to the big island this time and I'm staying on the Hilo side, which is the eastern side of the big island. I am actually staying in an avocado tree house. So I am so excited. I'm just like so excited to be in the sunshine, the fresh air. Like I am one who heals through nature. And when I'm surrounded by it, it brings me peace. It brings me ease. So I'm just literally, I cannot believe this is happening. It's like, it's fucking crazy. It's, I just, excuse my French. Sorry. I'm like all over the place right now. Cause I'm like, <laughs> this is crazy. Okay. Collect my thoughts, Lauren. So in terms of traveling with celiac disease the first thing I did when finding an Airbnb was to make sure that there were places that I know that carried gluten-free food around where I was staying. As I mentioned before I'm staying in the town of Hilo and near Hilo there is a Walmart and a Target. Now though I'm going to be in a completely different state literally in an island in the middle of the ocean it gives me peace of mind and ease knowing that I'm probably going to be able to get a lot of gluten-free products that I get in New York in Hawaii just because I know those two big corporation stores are going to be there um, now for this trip I'm not really planning on eating out a lot just because Hawaii is expensive in general and I'm gonna be there for two months so I'm just going to try to cook a lot of my own food so in terms of restaurants I didn't really look into that obviously if I'm looking for a restaurant I'm gonna use the find me gluten-free app you don't already have this downloaded and you have celiac disease or a gluten allergy or an intolerance i highly suggest that you download it it is an app that uses your location services and it will bring you up gluten-free restaurants um and you can put in if you have celiac disease and it, it will literally tell you if, if a restaurant is dedicated gluten-free or if they have a gluten-free menu you can get really nitpicky in your filtering but it's such an important app to have wherever you go so you can just put in your location you can just press on the map and it'll put little pins um, showing all the gluten-free restaurants near you. So that is like my number one tip for finding restaurants. Um, and I'm sure there's other apps that probably do a similar thing as well. But that is my favorite one by far and the one that's used most widely in the gluten-free community. And it will probably provide you with the largest number of restaurants as well. Uh, my Airbnb is also on a fruit farm. So obviously I have IBS and fruit, a lot of fruits are high in FODMAPs. So I'm going to have to be very careful about what fruits that I am eating, but I'm super excited to be able to just eat from the land. And that was a huge part of why I chose where I am staying because that is something that I really value and I really value fresh produce and eating from the ground up. So I'm super excited for that as well. Now, next co comes like preparing for a place where things are very expensive. Now, you probably already know because you buy your own gluten-free groceries that gluten-free food is so, so expensive. And in Hawaii, it's like inflated 10 times more because it's all being imported. So what I did is before I left, I ordered through Fr Thrive Market, which is an online grocery store um, that sells wholesales it, they like purchase wholesale from different um certified gluten-free brands so that it's actually discounted when you purchase it so i went on thrive market bought so many things like basics like quinoa rice it's there's no fresh produce it's all just like packaged items so i got quinoa rice mustard spices um 
different snacks to bring on the airplane with me. I just purchased all of that ahead of time and packed all of it in my own suitcase, like a separate suitcase from my clothes, just so that I could kind of limit the cost from when I'm getting in Hawaii. Also, it eliminates the fear of showing up to a place and having nothing to eat. I'm going to be arriving at my Airbnb tomorrow at about five o'clock. So I'm not sure if I'm going to wanna to go grocery shopping if that's the case and I don't want to, I'm going to have different options in my luggage bag that I can just pull out and... Wow, this bird is really crowing. I've never heard a bird so talkative in my entire life. Other things I packed, I think I packed Simple Mills pancake mix, lentils, um, lemon juice, olive oil, salt, pepper, dried basil. I'm trying to think of what else. Just kind of my basic necessities for everyday meals that I make. Sun-dried tomatoes different basics that I knew I was going to need so when I get there I don't have to spend crazy amounts of money to purchase all that. Now I packed all of that food in a little suitcase that is was literally 50 pounds on the dot. <laughs> it was so bad. I was like I have to remove a little bit because I'm afraid it's going to go over but um, I also brought gluten-free flour with me in case I want to make um, like zucchini fritters or anything like that or like fried fish anything like that. I also, along in that suitcase, packed a couple essentials, one being a spatula. Spatulas at Airbnbs, they can be cut up, they can be old, they can be wooden. You don't really know what to expect. Wooden spatulas contain a lot of hidden gluten, um, so it's always important for me to bring a rubber spatula with me just in case. I also brought some flexible cutting boards because a lot of Airbnbs might have old and cut up and bruised cutting boards that can hold gluten. If you have an air a um if you have a dishwasher at your Airbnb, you can throw all that in the dishwasher to be extra safe if you don't want to bring anything with you. But I just prefer to bring my own because it's lightweight and easy just to pack away and have in case it is needed. I also packed a, a little griddle pan just because my Airbnb will not have a grill. And I love grilled chicken and grilled burgers and all of that. So again just threw that in there because I had the room. If you don't, that's okay. I did verify with my Airbnb about the pans because if a pan has like, um, it's nonstick and it's all scratched up, we did discuss on the support group that that can hold gluten and obviously you don't want to get gluten on your vacation. So I made sure to contact the Airbnb and be like, hey, can you take a look at your pans to make sure they're not like beat up and really scratched up because I won't be able to use them. They were like, Here's some photos. I was like, cool, those look great. Thank you so much. So now I'm kind of less worried when I do go to the Airbnb about all the pans and the cooking situation. Obviously, I don't know all the pans and utensils that they're gonna have, but I'm pretty confident that it'll be okay. And if it comes down to it that I can't use it, there's a Walmart nearby and I can pick up just cheap kitchen utensils um, to use at the Airbnb. I would say the thing about going away is try not to freak out so much. It's like Everything will work out. If you forget something, there's always a grocery store. You can always purchase something. It's, it's not a big deal if you forget or if you get gluten on accident. Like, it's okay. Things happen. You learn from these mistakes. You grow as a person. That's how you encompass and embody this whole celiac journey. So don't stress yourself out. If you can't pack any of this, that's totally okay. I would say I go above and beyond and I'm kind of extreme about over-preparing, but not everyone has the time to do that so that's totally okay so for this trip that is about all i packed in terms of food and utensils just because i didn't have much much extra room to do that 
but I think that's kind of everything I would need in general anyways. So now we can move into what I packed for the airplane so that I don't have to worry about finding gluten-free options at the airport or on the airplane. It's always better to come more prepared than unprepared because there have been times where I was severely unprepared and I had to go 24 hours without any food in an airport. Basically, I got stuck in Costa Rica's airport because there was a sinkhole in the runway and they had nothing, like not even yogurt, like everything was closed. So now I'm like super OCD about making sure I'm prepared because one, I've never been so cranky and hungry in my entire lifetime and I never want to experience that ever again in my entire life. So let's talk first what you can't bring because I think that's the big thing. Um, you can't bring knives obviously with you. Um, that's when you're going to go into a little convenience store in the airport and pick up plastic forks and knives. You cannot bring liquids over 3.4 ounces. So this is drinks, salad dressings, um, I'm trying to think of soy sauce, anything like that. Same thing with liquids. I mean, gels. So this is going to be hummus, your nut butters. But the best thing about hummus and nut butter is that you can buy little individual packaged hummus and nut butters that are under 3.4 ounces. Um, they're kind of like snack packs. I know Justin's nut butter sells little packets and that's obviously what I'm bringing with me so that's super helpful and I found those at my local local grocery store so those are always a great option wow, those are really the only things that you cannot bring with you in terms of everything else I literally pack meals um, I'll kind of go through what I'm bringing with me for breakfast I pack two granola bars um, I don't know if I'm gonna want two granola bars for breakfast but obviously always come over over prepared then I have my pear in my nut butter packet and I also packed little packets of trail mix or nuts. Um, I bought ones that were pre-made and then I also made my own of just like walnuts and chocolate chips. Now moving into lunch, I wanna make sure that I get a good source of carbs because that's gonna be the most difficult thing to find in an airport. So I packed two slices of the deli sourdough char gluten-free bread and I packed Applegate ham slices as well as tomato and lettuce. I'm not going to make a sandwich in advance because I don't want it to go soggy. So I'm probably just going to make it before I board the plane. And when it comes to keeping the stuff cold in terms of ice packs, here's the deal with ice packs. You can bring an ice pack in through TSA if it is frozen. If you come to the airport and, for example, it's hot out and your ice pack melts, they are going to take it away from you because the ice pack has turned from a solid into a liquid. And now it's going to be over your 3.4 ounces, which you're not allowed to bring on a plane. So if you keep your ice pack really cold and it doesn't melt, you can bring it in with you through TSA. If it melts, they will take it away from you. I always make sure to pull it out right before I leave so it doesn't melt. Um, and then I have it through my whole trip to keep all my cold items cold. And now in terms of snack, I pack some Char Entertainment crackers, which are literally Ritz crackers. They're amazing. And I pack some salami slices with cheese. And for dinner, I did sautéed spinach with sun-dried tomatoes, chickpeas, and pancetta. So I'm super excited to eat that. And I was going to make a little tahini dressing to put on top of that. So when it comes to liquids or salad dressings or anything like that, you can bring those with you. You can make a salad with chicken and bring salad dressing. But just make sure that you put that dressing on before you go through TSI. Because they won't allow you to bring it in. So that is everything that I packed 
for my plane ride. My plane hour, my plane ride is 13 hours long. So I had to pack breakfast, lunch, and dinner. For me, when I'm on the flight, it's super important for me to bring greens, carbs, fats, literally everything because I don't want to get constipated. You know, sitting on a plane for that long affects your bowel movements. It affects a lot of things. So it's really important to bring an unfilled water bottle so that when you get in through TSA, you can fill your water bottle up. I usually bring two so that you can have those on the plane with you. I also pack tea bags in my carry-on so that when I get into the airport and if I have an upset stomach, I can drink some peppermint tea. So I'll bring my Trader Joe's peppermint tea bags and I'll go to Starbucks and get some hot water. And there you go, free tea, it's amazing. You can also bring loose tea through your TSA um, and a, like a loose tea holder. I've done that before as well. And I've brought like less than 3.4 ounces of milk to put in my tea. Now say you're in the situation where you don't have time to pack anything, you forget all your food, what do you do? You're gonna have limited options, but you do have options. If you're looking to go the cheaper route and you just want snacks and a light lunch, you can go for yogurt. I think at like every convenience store they sell Chobani yogurt, um, which is awesome. You don't wanna get the parfaits because they usually come with granola on them, which is probably not gonna be certified gluten-free and safe for celiacs to eat. Chipotle is another great option that they usually have in an airport. Chipotle is really good about cross-contamination. I've had Chipotle at music festivals and not gotten sick. I've had it in my hometown and not gotten sick. So I'm really confident that in an airport you wouldn't get sick either. I personally have never eaten at Chick-fil-A, but I've had a lot of people come to me and say that Chick-fil-A is a great option for airports and that they're really good about cross-contamination. I personally cannot recommend what you can get at Chick-fil-A because I have never been. I should probably look that up for you guys. I actually did just look up that Chick-fil-A has a separate fryer for their french fries, so you should be okay to get french fries at Chick-fil-A if you're craving some fries. The Find Me gluten-free app also has Chick-fil-A rated as 4 out of 5 stars, which is absolutely amazing, and people have written reviews that when you go there and you state you have an allergy, they do a whole allergy prep where they clean everything down and they change their gloves, so that's awesome to know and great for me to know in the future in case I need to go there. Lastly, Jersey Mike's is also a great option. They have a good and strict allergy prep as well, and you can get a gluten-free sub. Your option that I usually go for in case there are no options is sushi. Um, usually if I get like an avocado tuna roll with brown rice. And the one thing to watch out for is to ask what vinegar that they use in their rice. The vinegar to watch out for is non-distilled white vinegar, which usually comes from or wheat. So you have to double check and make sure if it is a non-distilled white vinegar that it is corn-based and not wheat-based. You also would want to double check with their allergy procedures and make sure that they can handle an allergy. But sushi is usually a good option because rice is usually gluten-free unless they use the non-gluten-free vinegar. So you do have options. Also, another great option is smoothies um, if it is fresh produce and they're not adding any additives i do get smoothies at um, airports sometimes so there are options it's just kind of risky to go in not knowing what there is going to be but the good thing is is if you look up your airport and you go to the food options they will usually list the vendors and the restaurants that they have at the airports so that way you can know ahead of time is there going to be somewhere i can eat Always make sure to double check on the times that these places are open because if you're going to be there really early in the morning, they're usually not open and very late at night, they're probably going to be closed as well.
That's why for the most part I say bring your own stuff, come prepared, um, don't come with the idea that there's going to be a bunch of gluten-free options because sadly that's not usually the case. Now in terms of ordering food on planes, some airlines like Delta are really good about providing gluten-free options to their flyers. I love Delta with all my heart. I didn't realize how good of an airline that they were until I took them for the first time to Nashville. Had a great experience with them. Would 100% fly with them again. I am taking United to Hawaii and <laughs> it was like, oh, schedule your food and beverages here. So I pressed the link. They give you a little symbol that says it has GAF next to it and it's gluten-free. Not a single item, not even like nuts, literally nothing. You can't get anything on the plane that's gluten-free. So if you're looking to fly United, it's not the most celiac friendly and I wouldn't expect to be able to eat anything on the plane. Not even the nuts, don't risk it. If you are traveling on an international flight, some flights do allow you to request allergies beforehand so you can tell them you have celiac disease and see what they can do to accommodate that. Personally, for me, I don't think I would risk it because I don't really trust. I don't even know where they package and process all that food. Um, so it's just kind of really risky in terms of what I would be comfortable eating, but obviously that's a personal decision. Now, I think something that people don't talk about is the stress and unknown stress that comes along with traveling. Planes get delayed, flights get canceled, you get stuck in random places, you become stranded, you don't have options for food. All of this is a huge source of combination of things that can lead to really bad flare-ups. And what can you do to prepare for this? Or what can you have in your back pocket in case this does happen and you need ways to solve a flare-up really quickly? Well, your girl is here to help you because this has happened to me so many times and I've definitely gone through my experiences that I would love to share. In case you are unaware, consuming gluten isn't the only thing that leads to a flare-up. Environmental factors lead to flare-ups as well. This can be stress, this can be anxiety, this can be so many different things and aspects of your environmental factors around you because it's a mind gut connection you know if your brain is telling you oh my god i'm freaking out stress 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 it's not going to put its time into energy into healing your stomach and solving everything else going on down there when your mind is unhappy your gut's unhappy when your gut's unhappy your mind is as well it's all about mind gut connection and sadly when it comes to traveling like i just said a lot of stress comes along with that when it comes to my flare-ups, mine is usually bloating, constipation, and just feeling really uncomfortable in my clothes, especially in a flight. So tip one to combat bloating when I do enter one of these flare-ups is to always carry peppermint tea on me. Peppermint tea is great for bloating, um, even if you have IB Guard, which is a peppermint supplement that helps to combat um, symptoms of IBS and just celiac bloating in general. Peppermint is also great at reducing inflammation. You can also carry turmeric tea on you as well, which also helps to fight inflammation and is something great to constantly sip on your flight. On flights, a lot of people get dehydrated and dehydration leads to constipation. So how do you help combat that? I'd say my number one tip for constipation is a belly massage. You can do this sitting on the plane. You can do this sitting on the toilet. You can do this standing up, lying down. You can do it anywhere. What you're going to do is you're going to touch your your right side of your hip bone when you find that hip bone you're going to push your palm right into your stomach it's going to feel like you're pushing in really hard and then you're going to put your left hand on top of your right hand and push your palm down into your stomach and pull up towards your boobs once you hit your rib cage you're going to go to the left which is going to go over your small intestine and then you are going to go down towards your groin area so you're going to pull up from your right hip 
across. Um, once you reach your hip bone, you're going to go across to the left and then down towards your groin. So it's going in like a little square. Um, and this helps to move food that's stuck in your large intestine. It helps to move gas around. Um, so that, And if you're constipated, it helps bowel movements as well. It just kind of gets everything moving and flowing. I went to pelvic floor therapy, and this is one of the things that she taught me that helps me so much when I'm in uncomfortable situations. Something else that I always try to do when I'm traveling is to remember to take deep belly breaths. Just remember everything is going to be okay. I try to put some meditational music on just to deep breathe, to relax, um, to calm that stress down so there's less chance of a flare-up. If I can, I try to bring noise-canceling headphones so that, so that I can just like be in my own headspace and not be distracted by things around me too. And I think an important aspect is to eat a lot of greens the night before, stay hydrated so your bowel movements keep happening. I think the number one misconception when you're bloated or constipated is people don't eat. And that actually causes your bloating and constipation to get worse. So it's really important to not skip meals, even if you're having a granola bar or oatmeal, an apple, something small, something that's going to keep your bowels moving and keep you feeling good too. Now, say you have a layover, it's really important during those times to walk around, make sure you're getting your body moving. The more you move, the more your bowels are going to move. It's important because when you're on a plane, you're constantly stagnant. Everything's sitting still. Nothing's really moving. Nothing's happening. But what you can do in your seat is just lift your legs up and down, kind of like you're walking in place. People might look at you funny, but you're literally never going to see these people again, so it doesn't matter. I also try to go to the bathroom about once every hour and a half, and I know that's so annoying if I'm in the window seat, but I have to do what's best for me. I would say things to not do is to not eat stuff that you wouldn't normally eat in your everyday routine. So don't go to the airport and drink coffee all day, no water. Only drink food from the convenience store um, that's maybe really high in sugar or salt. Salt is going to dehydrate you. It's going to feel make you feel kind of sick on the plane. You kind of want to stick somewhat into your routine so your body's not thrown off guard. Because when you're in this environment where you're stagnant on a plane and if you're eating all these things your body's not used to, it can cause for a really upset stomach and put you in kind of a place that you just don't want to be in. Obviously, traveling is unexpected. If that's the case, that's okay. I mean, you're not going to be perfect, but I would say just try to stick to something. Um, bring snacks that you would normally eat throughout the day so your body isn't just thrown off guard. I always try to stick away from really sugary drinks because those dehydrate you. Water with lemon is always a great option. Try to pack at least one meal with greens so that we can keep those bowel movements going even when you're stagnant and maybe a little bit dehydrated on a plane. So yeah, that is like my little travel snippet of having celiac, IBS, and Crohn's and traveling. I mean, I'm not perfect. I'm not going to say I stick by everything I said. 10 out of 10. But you know, I try my hardest to make sure that I feel good throughout my flight. And I always am a little bit bloated. The change in elevation causes air to enter your stomach, which leads to your skin getting puffy, your face looking inflamed, and bloating to naturally occur. So if you do experience bloating, it's not abnormal. It'll go down in a couple days when you're back into your routine and eating everything you normally would and drinking your fluids and stuff like that. So my next podcast and support group are definitely going to be in Hawaii. So if you would like to stay up to date with how I'm kind of combating traveling to a place I've really never been and living there on my own and buying gluten-free food, you can definitely give me a follow on my socials. My TikTok is at eat gluten free with me and my Instagram is at eat.glutenfreewithme. Obviously, this is my podcast and my YouTube channel is eat gluten free with me.
I'm so excited and happy that I got to catch up with you guys and I'm sending you love and I'm hoping that you're feeling good today. If you're not, it's okay. Keep your head high. Bad days come. Bad days also go as well and good days come more often than you think. And if you haven't had a good day in a while, it's okay. Maybe you can look at your your diet and your life and be like, what can I change a little bit? Even if it's just one thing, maybe I'll take a walk in the morning to set my body straight before going to work or school. Um, it's just kind of looking at the mundane things and being like, what can I switch up just a little bit to help myself? Um, maybe it's just focusing on self-care in general, making sure that you're taking care of your body and your diet. Because when it comes to an autoimmune disease, all of that is so important. With that, I love you. I have to go get some sleep before I have to wake up at 3 in the morning. It's currently 7 p.m. at night. But I hope that you guys stay updated with me. And again, if you could leave a review, that would mean the world to me. Love you so much. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.